Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Without further ado! That's what the game's all about. All of a sudden you feel like you can't miss. If you tried that again, absolutely. Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. Joined as always by professional better Raheem Palmer and analyst Brandon Anderson. And this week we are going to go through some uh, whoopsies, mulligans. It's time for us to revisit some of our preseason takes and try and figure out exactly where we went so so wrong. Just a handful of games into the season. A reminder, if you're betting anything, if you're betting snooker, if you're betting ping pong, if you're betting, um, what's another obscure sport, Brandon? You got anything? Foosball. What? Foosball. Then you need to be, or football for that matter. By the way, football is actually really good to track here. You need to be downloading the Action Network app. It is the absolute best way to track your picks. You get up to the second information where the bets are coming in, where the money's coming in, what the short moves have been, our projections. You get to track various followers uh, like Raheem and I's never ending miserable journey through NBA totals this season. Um, but we're going to get better. We're turning the energy around. I'm very, I'm feeling very positive. I think last night was a turning point for me. We're going to get this together. All of our, our analysis on every single sport, check it out in the action network app. Also check out the other great podcast that we have from the action network, including the action network podcast, our main feed, which focuses mainly on NFL Monday and Friday is Brandon and Raheem doing hot read. Um, and Brandon taking a bunch of favorites while Raheem tries to figure out um, what the hell is going on. Uh, there's a, also uh, Wundergal, Wundergal, our football podcast, if you're into the soccer. Uh, you can also check out the Fantasy Flex if you're a DFS player, and Big Bets on Campus. If you were listening to this, you probably like college basketball too. Big Bets on Campus has you covered for college basketball and college football. Stucky does a great job over there. Check that out as well. On today's show, Friday happy hour. Little, we're gonna try to drink to forget this week because Brandon has decided it's time for us to do mulligans. Brandon, take it away. Yeah, so it's time for some early season cold take mulligans. I don't remember. We probably did like seven, eight, nine podcasts in the off season. We we made picks for coach of the year, rookie of the year, defensive player. Like we got picks for everything. We got takes for everything. We got long shots. We got sleepers. We got underdogs. You know, we're feeling pretty good about some of them. We will have our victory laps later. We uh, listeners know we love, love our victory laps here on buckets. This is the opposite. This is our cold take mulligan. So each one of us is going to give out three things that we had a, that we are cold taking ourselves on. But here's the catch. We get out. That's a mulligan. You get you get to take your shot again, get it off the boards. But if it does end up being the right take later, no more victory lapping. We are. We are giving up our right to victory lap, the take that we have made, but just kind of talking about what we thought was going to happen and what has gone wrong with it and clear the books and uh, yeah, get some of these cool takes out of the way. So yeah, we'll do three each. And Matt, I want to hear yours first. What is your first early season cold take mulligan? 
The problem is a lot of mine are, are, are not looking bad. I'm actually, my win total stuff is looking pr- pretty, pretty good. Um, you laughed at me for Zach Levine uh, and Jimmy Butler MVP tickets. And both of those are actually not insane with the way that the Bulls are playing. Not, not insane. Um, however, I'm, I'm sorry. Did, did, did you sign up for the early season victory lap podcast? <laughs> this is the Mulligans podcast. Maybe we got the wrong one. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into like the misses here. Um, I, I think the biggest one that I've got to go over in terms of just regretting the decision um, is probably going to have to be my Hawks love. Um, there's time for them to turn this around. It's just that here is my whole cap on the Hawks. So I was like, okay, look, the Hawks are of this team that like Trey Young is going to, it made this leap last year to come deep in the playoffs. And the history says that the team the next year regresses a little bit, but still hits their win total over. So my win total over bet, I don't feel bad about, but at the same breath, I was like, I took them to win the division and I took them to be like a top three seed. And Miami is out to a torrid start. I will say, like, I'm not necessarily regretting my Miami takes yet. I think that there may be a little bit of fool's gold, which still opens up for me to win this. But that doesn't mean that my cap was right, because, like, I thought the Hawks were going to come in and be a house of fire. They had an easy schedule coming off of this thing. And instead, like, Trey Young's admitted, he's like, we got, we can't just be bored with the regular season. Like, they really got hit with the, oh, man, playoff basketball was so fun. And now I got to play the Magic in November. Man, like. They just are playing really uninspired. They're just, it's not that they're bad. They're just really uninspired. I underrated how much the, um, the, the foul changes were going to hurt Trey specifically, mm-hmm. I think, because Trey's always been known to be a little erratic in terms of his shooting efficiency, but he made up for it with his foul drawing. And so even though like, I think he can adjust and this, that, and the other Trey still having it harder because not only are they not calling his nonsense, but they're playing everything really physical. That's not Trey Young's game. Like this, this NBA, this season with this super physical, the guards can't get to the rim. The nobody, the other stars are getting calls. Like he's not comfortable here. So while I don't necessarily know, like my Trey Young MVP bet, that's dead. That's done. I may be alive on my Hawks division future. And the win total, but that doesn't mean that the cap was right. So that's the first mulligan I'll take. I should have capped that one a better and been more conservative with how I approach the Atlanta Hawks this season. Yeah. So the Hawks are four and eight right now. They have the third worst net rating in the East. So what I want to know is, yeah, with the Hawks, what's most what's the most likely outcome at this point? Top six seeds safely in the playoffs? Are they are they looking like a play-in team now? Are they going to miss the playoffs entirely? Raheem, what do you think about the Hawks? Which of those three would you put them in? I think they are probably a, a playing team or a, a team that's just prep because it's just the East is just so much better now. Like you got the Wizards are eight and three, the, the Bulls are eight and three. Like even the Sixers right now are eight and four. So it's just like you, like there's a lot more competition in the East right now. And I think obviously the, the Bucks right now are eighth and the Celtics are out of it. So I, I'm, I'm seeing that when I look at the Hawks, they're a playing team. Yeah, Matt, do you agree? Are they most likely a playing team or do you think they might still get above that? No, I think they can still get above that. 
I, I think we're it's too early to go ahead and sell out on them completely. Yeah. Like, look, mm-hmm. I don't think I think one of the Wizards or the Cavs is probably going to slip, right? So I I wrote on this yesterday over at Action. I think it's probably actually going to be Wizards, even though they get that big win over the Cavs last night. The Wizards are very capable, but the Wizards are not going to be a seven thirty winning percentage team. Like they're on pace for fifty yeah. plus wins. Like, no, come on, come on, no, 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 no. Especially now with Bradley Beal playing like this. Um, the Sixers, who knows, right? Like the the future is just wildly uncertain with the Sixers team. Um, great start, a lot of the metrics are good, but I will say, like, I don't have them power rated necessarily as strongly based off of the record because of a number of factors with their half court performance. Um, the Heat. Like I just said, there's some question marks there. So like you, you go through the teams that are ahead of them, and I just don't know. There's very few teams ahead of them that I think are more talented or better coached. And so I think that they will get it together. They'll turn this thing around. It would, I would be fairly surprised if they missed the playoffs entirely and if they missed the – if they were a play-in team. Mm-hmm. I think they probably wind up sixth or fifth. Yeah, I, I would say play-in – for me, play-in most likely – Missing the playoffs, easily the least likely choice of the group. Like there's there's two talented. They're a long ways away from still me really worrying about them missing the playoffs. So I think it's more likely they're a top six than out. But I do think they're going to be kind of on the cusp there. The question I had to ask, isn't like the first 20 games like the most predictive out of anything? It's like we see, look, they're four and eight. They, they played 12 games. So it's just like, isn't this more predictive than anything going forward? And they're 12th now. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it's, that's, that's a big, you got to catch up a lot. I don't know. Um, it goes a little bit deeper than just the first 20. Um, there's also some data that suggests that January, like there's a, there's been some mixed results. January is supposed to be like a very important stretch for most okay. teams in, in normal seasons. That's not to say early season is supposed to be indicative. Um, but I'll also say like, they've had a pretty tough schedule so far. Uh, especially with this West Coast road trip. So mm-hmm. I, I actually think that there's, I do think that while, if we're going to go the route of, well, like, look how far back they already are, I, I'm not ready to bury them yet, nor am I ready to crown some of the teams at the top. We've had outlier performances on both ends in the East. So yeah. I think there's some regression possible, but I, I think it's a fair question to ask like maybe i'm wrong maybe this is the outlier and the hawks just like did really maybe the hawks really were just a fluke last year in which case i'm going to be coming back here for another mulligan being like i was wrong in my too too cautious revision in my mulligan to my already bad take okay all right so my first mulligan i'm going to go to the top at least where i thought was going to be at the top i'm gonna go with the lakers so i thought coming this season the lakers would have the best defense in the nba I thought the Lakers, though I was very uncertain about their playoffs, I thought they'd be a great regular season team. I liked that LeBron and Anthony Davis should both play a lot more compared to last year. That is a pretty easy over and a likely one seed. Yeah, Mulligan on all of that. They are the number 12 in defensive rating right now. There is way too much Carmelo Anthony in my life in 2021. I did not need this much Carmelo Anthony. I am glad I got a little sprinkle on his sixth man of the year odds, even though I don't think it's going to happen just because it was too ludicrous to not at least come into play. It's just too much Malik Monk, Avery Bradley. I I think I underestimated what so much Russ and Mello was going to do to the defense. I think too, I failed to account for LeBron and Davis get hurt. Now this is what we need to expect. We can't just assume, Oh, well they'll be back this year and they'll be really good again. So I, uh, yeah, I'm out on the Lakers regular season team. 
Uh, just before this, I saw Austin Reeves is out for two weeks with a hamstring strain. And the fact that that is a little worrying is really what we need to know about the Lakers. So yeah, it's not looking great for this team. I'm not like in full on panic mode, but you know, I, I took this team on our overs and in, in our win total draft thinking that if things stayed healthy and went well, they might be like a 60 win team. Yeah, no. So Mulligan on the Lakers regular season. So I get that it looks bad, but aren't they built as a team that's supposed to look bad now and look better as the season goes on as they get used to Russ? The schedule is easy now. That was a big reason why I like their yeah. win total over, right? That's why they're getting like they're able to scrape by. The losses to the Thunder was bad. No, no, no way to change that. Those losses were terrible. Um, but the win over the Heat was pretty good, even though Jimmy Butler was out. Like that's just like straight the schedule base. That's a good win there. Um, I don't necessarily know that we're that we should sell on them yet, based off of the fact that like, I mean, they're seven and five, right? Brandon, like there's a very good chance that even though the process is bad, the Lakers benefit. That's the Lakers entire ethos, bad process, great results. Like <laughs> that, that's, that's the Lakers. So um, especially with LeBron having been out now, look, I think the LeBron injury stuff is getting concerning, Yeah, but I, I don't necessarily know that you're dead in the water here for the Lakers being hitting the over on their win total. They may not be a dominant team like you, you projected, but I, I still think there's enough time left for them to become, especially because they're a team that I really did circle as they're going to be way different by the end of the year than they are at the start. Yeah, I think that mm. that's fair. I, I think the over certainly is still in the play. I think my mulligan is more on the higher ceiling outcomes that I thought might be in there. And especially on, like I had them as the number one defense in a tier of their own. I just thought that this... I, I loved the regular season floor just because I thought the defense would be so good. And that clearly to me is not going to happen or at least not going to be the reason. Like maybe they still hit 55 wins just because LeBron and Davis get healthy and do stuff like that's always in play. But I mean, you guys know me, I, I'm all about the sports nihilism coming to the season. Like two months ago, I would have said Lakers nets. That's just the finals that we're heading toward at this point. If you could do a bet on, Will either the Lakers or Nets make the finals or will it be a finals featuring any two other teams? I mean, I would have been all over the Lakers or Nets portion of that a month ago. And I think I'd be pretty clearly on the other side right now, depending on, on odds. Obviously, that's not an actual bet we can make. But I just think the high, high end Lakers outcomes, I don't believe are there. So that's what I'm trying to mulligan out of. Uh, all right, Raheem, what's your first mulligan? Look, I was really high on Jason Tatum to make the leap from all-star to MVP candidate, and he just hasn't been it. He's averaging 23 points per game on 38% shooting. He's shooting just 32.9% from three. It's just so disappointing. Like, when you look at his isolation numbers, his isolation numbers, he's just scoring 0.77 points per isolation. He's in 29 percentile. He just hasn't been that guy that I thought he would be, and I thought he would take this Celtics team to the next level. The Celtics team, they've just been pretty average. Like, you look at their record, they're five and six. Um, expected win percentage is six and five, which is 16th amongst all NBA teams. This team just hasn't been great, and he hasn't really pushed it up to the next level that I thought he would. And I don't think it's going to happen this season. Like, it's pretty clear to me that there's, there's guys who – 
are MVP candidates. And I, I just don't think he's there. Yeah, I agree. Tatum, I, I'm a little worried about his defense too. Ever since he went out with that COVID spell, I just feel like his defense is not quite measured up to what had been quite good before. I'm actually, I'm going to jump in with my other uh, second mulligan here because it's related. And the Celtics, as we know, I, I was highest on the Celtics. You, Raheem, you're high on Tatum specifically. I was high on the Celtics as a team. They were my big sleeper. So my second mulligan is th- that the Celtics will be the East team to rise out of the middle of the pack and that they'd be a top three seed. And I actually thought they'd be closer to the top than everyone else. Again, I'm not out entirely on Boston. I'm definitely not out on them as a playoff team. I, I still like what can happen there. I think the high end outcomes are in big trouble though. Um, the offense it, it's it's just not working. Like something about it is just not working and something might be named Marcus Smart. I'm not sure what it is. I was in on lots of Celtics futures under five and a half seed Udoka coach of the year. That is like DOA. If ever there was one 12 to one division odds. I don't like any of my Celtics high end outcome tickets. So I do like what's there. The defense is coming together a little bit. I'm not just out entirely on them. I think it's a team that, you know, I'm interested to see what the arc is and I might still be ready to take another chance and get hurt again in the playoffs. But I don't think that the high end regular season outcome is necessarily in play now. Giving up this early on the victory lap possibility. This is going to hurt you later. Uh, I I know. I I thought about it. This was my last mulligan. I had two that I like definitely needed a mulligan. And then this one, I was like, man, but what if I'm right? I'm losing my victory lap on this, but I just think the high, high end thing, I I don't think it's going to happen with them. Yeah. uh, I think, look, Boston's been confusing, right? And their losses have looked the, the, I will say the bulls loss caused everybody to overreact. Like everybody, everybody freaked out after that bulls loss because they were up 14. They lost by 14. Like, I get it. I get it. But it was just one game versus a Bulls team that is very erratic, especially in fourth quarters. Um, offensively, they're just sound defensively, which is confusing, but true. Um, look, the Celtics, I still think, have a lot of time here to climb into this. Again, you got to look at the top of the East and go, do you really mm-hmm. think that the Cleveland Cavaliers and Washington Wizards, based off of talent, are going to wind up with better records than the Boston Celtics? Mm-hmm. Like, those teams can be good. Those teams can be can be good, but are they going to finish with more talent? Uh, are they going to finish with a better record than the Boston Celtics? The only thing I would say is it may require a trade. I think there's chemistry issues. That's just my mm-hmm. like informed concern. Yeah. It's not like I'm hearing from people inside Boston. I'm just saying like the, the buzzer on the league is just basically like, look, maybe everything's fine, but this is a bunch of combustible personalities. Like it hasn't always been the smoothest stuff there. And there's some concerns with, um, the Jays plus smart. It's an interesting and Udoka struggled really out of the gate. Like Udoka's really struggled out of the gate. So um, I don't think that you're dead there. I think that they're alive, but it may take some changes in order for them to get to where you wanted them to be. This is an easy one for me for my next one. Um, and like, look, I, I have a bunch of MVP positions, so I'm fine. But like, I bet Zion. <laughs> yeah, how's that, that going? <laughs> that's not great. <laughs> I just try and skip over that whenever I'm going back over my futures. Uh, yeah. The, I mean, this is the risk of trying to get it on preseason, right? This is, this really is like, this is the risk of trying to bet it in preseason. Mm-hmm. I'll also say like, this is value of, I, I have, I am kind of shifting my approach of you don't lose a lot of value on the number in preseason in like preseason versus pre preseason. Like 
I bet Zion in the off season. And then as soon as like David Griffin comes out and is like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We're excited to be here. It could be a great year. Nikhil Alexander Walker. We're happy with Willie green Zion's out. Cause he has foot surgery. How's the coffee by the way. And everyone's like, wait, what was the third thing that you said? What was Oh, Nikhil Alexander. No, no, no. The Zion thing. Uh, that one's, that one's dead. Like it's just over. The Pelicans are going to finish it. Like we name we may never see Zion Williamson in the Pelicans uniform again. Like, that's, that is, there is a non-zero chance of that, which is wild. Yeah, that is really wild. But it's it's true. I still think that he'll probably sign the extension and stay because the injury risks are too much. But they're so far behind already. What's the point in bringing him back? You're going to be fighting all season just to try and scrap into the 10 seed and try and dig out of the play-in. Like, it, it's just too much. So, yeah, my Zion Williamson MVP futures. A reminder, go ahead and wait until until after – media day to make sure that the GM doesn't come out and announce that you've had foot, that the guys had foot surgery, just pro tip there. Yeah. 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 I don't think we have to say much more on that. That's a rough, rough go for the Pelicans so far. Uh, Raheem, what's your second mulligan? My second mulligan. I'm going to Philadelphia 76ers. I, I clearly, clearly doc just pulled something out of his team. And like, I thought they would doc be now. I know I, I reacted to, I heard doc that. now. <laughs> Not we got Glenn. real respect is happening now. We got to die. Not Glenn. <laughs> not Glenn. Glenn has pulled something out of this team, and they're actually like I thought they were like they were going to collapse, and they haven't done that. So I think that's my mulligan. Even an eight and four record right now is shocking to me. So I mean, they've missed like Tobias Harris has missed time, and B has missed time, and they've they've been super competitive, and they like appear to be like one of the best teams in the East, and. At some point, a Ben Simmons trade is going to happen. I don't think this is going to be tied up all year. So it looks like they're, they're not going to fall apart. So that, that's my mulligan. They're, uh, they're currently nuking my model a little bit because they are the 30th team in transition defense, which sounds like a weird, obscure thing. But just think about it. Like every single time the team gets on a fast break, they're scoring the most points in the league. Um, mm. But they're top five in half-court offense top five and half court defense. They're shooting the ball. Well, they're one of the only teams that shooting the ball. Well, I, I, I will say that though, here, here's kind of the counter Raheem. They're one of the few teams that shot the ball. Well, to start the season. That is true. So while I think that you're, they're going to miss the playoffs early bet was a smart spot. That's probably going to be going to be DOA. But I do think if you look at it, if if no one in the league can shoot except the Sixers, what happens when the rest of the league starts to shoot? And yeah. that that I think is going to be the differential there. So I don't expect them to be this good all season. But yeah, I mean it's been an impressive start for the Sixers. Um, they, they, they probably won't hit fifty two wins, so the, it'll probably still go under. But yeah. they're definitely they're, they're going to make the playoffs. Yep. Yeah, I think so. All right, uh, my last mulligan. This one is kind of similar, I think, to Matt with your Zion take. Not quite as bad. I should have waited on Cade Cunningham, at least to see him in the preseason. And I, I didn't, you know, he, he's got that ankle that he's still trying to get healthy on. I, I had Cade Cunningham as the clear rookie of the year. And I thought that he would be the favorite, like with a minus number, I said, by December. I also thought only him and Jalen Green could win. I don't think any of those things anymore. Uh, I'm not out. I think Cade can win still. I definitely don't think that he is a clear leader or in the picture at all right now. He's at 12 and a half, five and a half, three. 
He's shooting 34% on twos, which is not great. He's got a 71 offensive rating. Also not great. Uh, 35% true shooting. He did last night uh, at recording on Thursday. Good game. Pretty solid game against Jalen Green. Fun to watch those two guys square off. Jalen had the better game, I think. Uh, certainly got, got his points in. I do think Cade and Jalen are definitely in the mix. But I think the thing that I really need to mulligan is that it only could be those two. I wasn't really giving Evan Mobley any chance. I love Evan Mobley as a prospect. I just didn't think he'd be ready this year to be in the mix with his body type. I wasn't giving Scotty Barnes much chance. He's definitely been great. Guys like Duarte or Franz Wagner have been good so far. I thought this would be a very top-heavy rookie class, and just those two guys would stand out. Kate has not stood out at all <laughs> and certainly is nowhere near being a favorite or a minus number on that. Um, I do. I, I think I was so convinced that it would move to a minus that I jumped too quickly and probably could have waited a little bit just to make sure that he was healthy and actually playing the preseason. So similar to the Zion thing, I think I would still pick Kate to win rookie of the year, but I'm definitely looking now at Mobley and some of the other positions to hedge. So uh, yeah, I, I'm not out on Cade. I'm out on Cade is the clear runaway victor and, uh, and the favorite by December. It clearly is not happening. You know, I, I never bet just one guy. So I had, ugh, I've had, I have a, I had a number of guys, right. So like I had a giddy, mm-hmm. I had a giddy bet. I actually had a small Davion Mitchell bet that that's dead. I bet Barnes early. I'll probably bet Barnes again. Um, I don't feel done on Jalen green. I don't. Like no. last night's a good example of this where he scores 23 on 20 mm. point, on 20 shots. Mm. Uh, I think as the season goes along and he gets adjusted, like Jalen's still going to put up the numbers. The entire argument with, with betting on Jalen green was he's going to put up numbers. He hasn't shot the ball. Well, he'll shoot the ball better. I still think he's going to put up numbers, but last night was pretty indicative of the difference between these two, t- these two guys, like long-term, right. Mm. Where it's like Jalen has the highlight dunk and Jalen scores more points. K gets the win. Jalen had plus minus of zero. Kate had plus minus of one. Like that to me is like very symbolic. It's a meaningless stat in terms of, of that one game performance. It doesn't actually tie to it. It's more about did Kate play with Jeremy Grant? Yes. But um, I do think that Kate's going to be the better player over overall. Um, but yeah, like, look, the rookie class has been really good. They're probably going to come back to earth a little bit. I'm concerned Evan Mobley is going to crash the party. His production has been much better than I thought it would be. I knew he would be a really good player. I did not think his production would be as good as it has been early this season or they would lean on him as much. The Cavs, especially winning, is going to generate a lot of talk for Mobley. He's impressed. Like You'll see guys with votes popping on being like, man, Mobley's really good. So probably going to be betting Mobley this week at some point. Um, That's going to be part of adding my portfolio. But um Look, taking number one pick can't be that bad, Brandon. You, you took the number one pick, the overall consensus number one pick in the draft. Um, oh. Yeah, it does leave you open to there's going to be other guys. And it does. If nothing else, I think this shows you the scouting of guys coming into college can be correct over the long term, but there is enough that we don't know about how guys will react to the NBA that you always need to leave possibilities open that they'll be better or worse because these are 18 year olds oftentimes coming in mm-hmm. in unstable environments. Yeah, I agree. And again, I don't feel bad about backing Cade. I don't feel like I'm in a terrible spot with my Cade stock. I, I do. Clearly, I was wrong about he's just going to run away with this. And like I think I said at, at various points, like six weeks or eight weeks in, it would just be like a fait accompli and, and Cade has it. And that that certainly is not happening at this point. So we'll see. I think I think we actually could have for the first time in a, in a while, actually a pretty interesting race here. So I think it'll be fun. 
Uh, Raheem, what's your last mulligan? The Indiana Pacers. I, I love their over on the win total. It's not happening. I love them to make the, the postseason. It's not happening. No, like, I mean, you're fine. No, I'm not fine. <laughs> this is this is like one of the worst clutch teams in the league. They're two and six in the clutch. They it's just and I know that tough that that stuff is a product of variance. But when you lose to this Nuggets team last night. I can't trust this team to do anything and be consistent. So I, that's my mulligan. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I just don't see it. I don't see them going over 42 and a half wins. I don't see, I know they, they've had some injuries, but I, I just, I don't, I, I just think they, they've suffered so many tough losses that I don't think they're going to put it together in time. They're only four back at 500. Like that you're going to be okay. This one's this one. I'm talking to you off the ledge right now. This one's okay. okay. <laughs> this one's okay. The process is good. You know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. I had to reach for something because I didn't have many. Like I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't have many (laughs) that I felt like I was dead wrong on. Like other than the first two, I I give up on them. But the like this one, this was kind of like out of everything. That that's the one. Yeah, I think the Pacers will be okay. I have one more, Brandon. Yeah, go for it. I need to give, Uh, and that's so. We started off in preseason, and we talked about how like. It's the Nets. The Nets are going to be dominant. How are the Nets? Like, the Nets are so dominant. And then I went back the other way and was like, I don't like this roster. Like, I I don't like it. So I wind up betting, like, I, I said the, to bet this in the, in the win totals breakdown. Like, bet an alternate over. So I bet, like, the Nets to win 62 plus. <laughs> like, done. Finite. What's frustrating though is um, I also think my cap was wrong because I keep like my thought is like their front court is bad defensively, but their defense has been great. I don't know what to do. Like I, I don't know how to explain it. Lamarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin are playing out of their minds defensively. I don't really know what to do with it. I don't know how to understand it. It's very confusing to me. Um, I have a tangential mulligan that I need that I owe you, actually, Brandon, because you were high on the idea of Kevin Durant even before the Kyrie stuff came down. Um, I eventually came around to your way of thinking after I did the straw poll and Kevin Durant's MVP was, he was on um, 15 to 20 ballots. So mm-hmm. I bet Durant, I still think that he's probably going to be like, I think there's value on him now because the nets are not killing everyone yet. And so like, I still think there's value, even though KD has been absolutely liquid fire. Like KD has been incredible. If they get any sort of normalization from offensive tendencies around the league and their own team, they're going to be a, a very good team, even if they're not a super juggernaut. And I do think that with the way Harden has struggled, like this is shaped up perfectly. Like Harden struggled, no Kyrie. KD's keeping him up. This is perfect for KD MVP. Like I bet it, yeah. but I, I shouldn't have pushed you off of it so much in preseason, even if we couldn't have predicted the Kyrie stuff or the offensive struggles or any of this other stuff. It, it still comes down to Kevin Durant is one of two guys with Giannis that you can say is the best player. Well, maybe I'm going to say three. Nikola Jokic keeps being like, no, 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 I need to be in this conversation. So I, I got to put Joker in the, in the convo, but like it's either KD Giannis or Joker. That's it. Best players in the world. That's it. And it's mm-hmm. probably KD. So the, I, I should not have pushed you off of KD for MVP because he's the best player in the world. And there's always value on that. Yeah. I think that that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I try to figure out like uh, wh- whether an MVP take was in my mulligans list here. 
And uh, I don't know, I, I, as we know, I was really in on Giannis and we, we had a lot of MVP talk so far. So we will have more to say about that. Uh, before we get out of here, we want to finish real quick. We each get one double down. So this is the opposite of a mulligan. This is what looks like it should be a mulligan, but we're digging in our heels and being like, nope, nope, I'm still right. I'm going to stick with it. So I think you guys will pretty much agree with my double down, but I just want to make sure listeners hear it. So mine is Grizzlies winning the division over the Mavericks. I know the Mavericks are like up near the top of the standings, seven and three, or I guess they lost last night. So they're seven and four now. So it just looks, they're fine. It looks like they're fine. It looks like, oh, well, they're up there. Luca must be playing well. Everything's going great. I don't think it's great. I, I don't like anything I'm seeing out of Dallas. Uh, they're 23rd in offense. They're 17th in defense. Net rating 22nd. Four, lot, or four of their wins are a five or less. They, before last night's lost Chicago, their other three losses were by 72. Luca has not been good. The offense doesn't look good. Porzingis doesn't look good. I, I don't like it. Uh, Memphis, the defense needs to get a lot better. So I'm a little concerned there. Um, but the offense has been better than I thought. John Morant has made the leap that I'd hoped for. And, you know, Dylan Brooks should be back soon. I like Memphis. I don't like Dallas. I am doubling down on Grizzlies over Mavericks in the division. Uh, I got yeah. them on June 5th at plus 440. That that bet is already showing value on cash out. Yeah, It's not a lot, right, because we're too early. But yeah. even with the struggles of the, of the Grizzlies defense, which I think they're not going to wind up being the worst defense in the league. I do not think the Grizzlies are the worst defense in the league. They're not going to be like the dynamite team they were early in the season when they beat the Warriors, but they're going to be a really good team. Uh, I'm with you. This Dallas team is yeah. absolutely, this Dallas team is absolute frauds. And you can yeah. like, yeah, I agree. Like, I agree. Yeah. When you look at their, like their Pythagorean, they're seven and four, but they have a Pythagorean expectation of four and seven. Yeah. Yeah. 22nd among NBA teams. The, this team's gone from being the best offense in NBA history two years ago to now. <laughs> They're 23rd in offensive rating this year. So it's just, they're complete frauds. I, I agree with you. All right, Matt, what's your double down? The Wolves are good. The Wolves are good. This is, everyone's freaking, I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to lose this one, but I'm going down with a ship. And the reason I'm going to lose this one is because you can tell from Cat's pressers, that Cat's like, here we go again. Can't ever win anything. Nothing ever goes right here. This franchise, fuck. Like, he's just so frustrated. And I, I just keep you on be like, Dude, you're fine. Like the only problem has been that your really good set of offensive weapons hasn't been able to hit shots. They were in the game versus the Warriors last night. They were in that game. It took a comeback that they didn't have enough to get to get back over the hump. Golden State's a juggernaut. Okay. Yeah. But you hung. You had this is what happened to them. They had a bad loss to the Pelicans. The Clippers have a tactical advantage over them because of their style of play. That's it. Like yeah. that's the difference in this season for the, for the wolves. They're going to be fine. I need them to stick with it. Like ants looking great. The defensive changes have worked. They're better on defense than they were last year. The offense is going to improve and shake loose. They're going to be fine. I need this team and its fan base to stop freaking out, calling for Chris Finch to be fired, talking about trading everybody. Calm the fuck down wolves. You're fine. Just stick with the process. I'll just say this. I'm just, I'm just so glad we got those big wins to end the season to get all this early momentum. God forbid we would have picked a couple you victory laughing son of a bitch. <laughs> How, I, I, I hate to have picked like, you know, third or fourth who even went there. Was it like Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes? Like they would never fit this team. So, you know, glad we got those late wins to turn things around for this franchise. All right. Raheem, 
Give us a double down. Let's get out of here. Let's go Miami Heat. Like I, I love this team coming in. Once I saw them in, in preseason, I knew Kyle Lowry would increase the pace, get this team easy shots. I said Tyler Hero would win sixth man of the year. So I, I think this team is just rolling. I, they had a little bad loss last night. They probably shouldn't have blew that lead. But I like this team as one of the premier teams in the East. All right, let's wrap it up for buckets for a Friday. Hope you guys enjoyed the Friday happy hour and all the things that we got wrong. We're going to do better as we go forward. We're turning this energy around, Raheem. We're turning this energy yeah, around. We're going to turn it around. <laughs> turn it around time. Thanks for joining us on the Action Network podcast. Really appreciate you guys being along. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Check out our Wednesday workshop live on YouTube on the Action Network page. Uh, we do, Raheem and I break down the Wednesday slate on Tuesdays at seven o'clock Eastern. Check that out. Uh, bet stream this week, Nuggets Hawks. So you can catch us on there, breaking down the game from a live perspective on your League Pass app. Just go to League Pass, look at the other streaming options. You'll find bet stream. Check that out, presented by DraftKings. Download the Action Network app. It's awesome. It's the best way for you to track your picks. And we'll see you guys again next week on another edition of Buckets. Have a good weekend.